Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Busted Open Nation? Welcome to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the return of the Fat and the Furious with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. NXT 2.0 on the table, more specifically, Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano went to say goodbye to NXT last night and gets laid out for it. Tons of heat. Where is Johnny going? Is he splitting? Is he staying? And how do you feel about the whole Gargano situation? Plus, a very special happy birthday to Enzo Amore, who joins us, tells us lots of funny stories, especially a great one about Dusty Rhodes and John Cena and how he got his gig in the SAWFT soft business. All that, so much more, right here. Fat and Furious, Busted Open Podcast. Turn that shit up. Tommy, what did you think about Johnny's promo? Where do you think what do you think about the state of Johnny when it comes to NXT, his future? And why exactly are you mad with Johnny Gargano's situation? All right. Back to what I was talking about because of loss. Uh his promo was great. When I saw it come on, I'm like, there's no way they're gonna give him two minutes. And when he went long. And when, you know, his opening, when he said whatever about pretty much Shawn Michaels uh, said, go as long as you want. And they went over. It was one of the most uh, realist, emotional promos I've ever seen. And the heat was great. I would have improved it by what I would have Vic Joseph jump on him and have him kick the shit out of Vic Joseph. Um, Maybe Wade Barrett steps up. Just to have Love that it. realism moment, but hey, because they've said it many times, and they even said in his promo, they, they've been best friends forever, and uh, how do you let your best friend, you sit by and let your best friend get his ass handed to him, but hey, that's just me, I always like, just like you, if there's heat, I'm going to go for mega heat to help the next generation, or uh, the guy who did it, what's his name again? Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller, it's sad that I have to ask that. So... um, what I'm mad about is the situation shouldn't happen. And I think again about loss. And I think again about, I don't feel that uh, Johnny Gargano will be back. Um, or do I, f- his situation shouldn't be there. 
you know, I, I think we saw the last of Kyle O'Reilly too. His contract was coming to an end. He got taken out with less fanfare. Um, but here's the deal, man. If you think about, you know, professional wrestling and you think about where the state of the industry, and I understand, man, you know, you're on, on paper, your numbers are doing well. And, but I look at long-term and I also look at this as a, you know, a great sports franchise. A lot of times they have sacrificed their future for this win now uh, mentality, but they're not really winning now. If we take a, a real close analytical look today, AEW is in the same building you were just in and AEW will probably double your attendance. Uh, we all learned this from Vince McMahon. Perception is reality. They're making jokes about terminating people, which they're really doing uh, on for storylines or they're mentioning it when they are really firing people. Not only that, they're really firing people during the holidays. Again, I understand that your numbers are showing one thing, but then it's turning people away because you can see there's ratings decline, all this stuff. Johnny Gargano and this new creed of smaller wrestlers, this new creed of independent wrestlers, we don't want them. Okay, great, but there has to be some exceptions. Look at that one guy called Brian Danielson, an exception to the rule. Look at Adam Cole. Adam Cole's con Adam Cole was offered a big deal to be a what a manager? Oh wow, that's that's just what I you know took all these bumps for. For Johnny Gargano should never be in that situation. He should be like a Shawn Michaels for your company. He should be a guy who can go out there for that brand and represent it all the time. Whether he's there, take some time off with be with your wife, all that stuff. But he should never be in that situation because also, like, to be honest, you offer me a contract, your con your contracts mean shit. They really do. And just to clarify, part. just to clarify, when you say your contracts mean shit, you mean that they can guarantee you a million dollars a year, but there's also a clause in there that says we can get rid of you at any time for any reason. And that's why you mean it means shit, correct? Correct. With Impact Wrestling, with AEW, to the point where, because here's, it's a different business, Bubba, and you know this, social media, you'll have wrestlers go out there and say, yes, I just signed this deal, and then they cut me. Uh, or I was negotiating with AEW, and then I got offered more, and then three months later, they let me go. So that's why I say your contracts mean nothing. And this is now public knowledge. So why would he stay? And this is the situation I'm mad about. And I'll go back to the history. And I, and, I, and I love talking about history of professional wrestling. When the business needed it the most, when you were getting your ass kicked by a rival company, who did you rely on? You relied on the smaller wrestler. That smaller wrestler was named Shawn Michaels. That smaller wrestler was named Bret Hart. And these were talents that were in your company for a while. And then that got, got that mega push because they could always do it in the ring. And Shawn Michaels was a piece of crap. I'm not saying that. I love Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels says that. Shawn Michaels needed a handler to go and make sure he made events. Who was Tim White? What? 
And and when you talk about the word difficult in pro wrestling, wouldn't you say that Shawn Michaels was one of the most difficult people to deal with? That's what they say, yes. And when I say they, that's what Shawn says. And I've never met that Shawn Michaels. I've met, yes, messed up Shawn Michaels, but he was always massive cool to me. I love Shawn Michaels. I love Shawn Michaels the person. I love Shawn Michaels the entertainer. Um, never had a problem with Shawn Michaels. But Shawn will, will tell you this. And Shawn was the most difficult person, blah, blah, blah. It, this is through history. But yet you kept him around because you knew how beneficial he was to your company and your company's success. That's the same thing that Johnny Gargano is to that brand. And when your heart and soul leaves that company or is put in that situation, you're doing a disservice to that brand. You're doing a disservice to me, a shareholder, because I'm looking at the long-term picture. When there's a rival company out there and everyone's talking about it, or when they're outdrawing you in the same market you're in, that concerns me. So you're doing the wrestling business a disservice. So what is the, and honestly, what is the big deal to keep someone around like that? Because he is that good. Same with Shawn Michaels. Think about what you did in the past to get you where you are. And then the more that that stuff happens, the more that these talents say, hey, I loved my time there, but it was time to go. How great would a match eventually be down the road uh, uh, a Braun Breaker versus Johnny Gargano on an NXT takeover. And it's not like, you know, you know, you go back to the Bret Hart situation. Hey, I get the part that it was business. And he had a verbal contract with the WWE to stay. Vince said, I can't pay you that. Then helped him or, you know, there's all this controversy. He went to WCW, but you go against your word. I could see how Brett was pissed. And then like, well, you know, I don't want to drop the title in Canada, all that stuff. You didn't keep your word to me about this contract. So why should I keep my word to you? And, and again, I'm, this is just known from Brett, from Shawn Michaels. Again, I will say it. I've never had difficult Shawn. I love Shawn Michaels. Always had great times with Shawn Michaels. This is coming from Shawn Michaels. And, and you know this. You need a, a voice. I come from ECW. I, we all had a voice. And at the end of the day, the boss, Paul Heyman, would take everybody's opinions. And when he had to make his decision, yeah. Mainly, I allowed it was his voice. Who's that voice in WWE? His voice was Pat Patterson, who made, well, Vince, what if you did this? If everyone's just telling you, you know, all your ideas are great, all your, you're not getting you're not getting a difference of opinion, which sometimes you need that difference of opinion. But in comparing a Johnny to like a, to, to a Shawn Michaels, I totally get the comparison. But I believe at that time, Tommy, and get your take on this, Vince needed Shawn Michaels then. He doesn't need Johnny Gargano now. I disagree. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're gonna love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. 
With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enzo. Bada boom. It's about time. Bada boom. What we got going on away? So happy birthday. Bro, would you believe it, dude? Another rotation around the sun. Can't how even believe you, it. How Unbelievable. How old, you know, you, how old are you now? Old enough, dude. Old enough. <laughs> Where are you right now? You in the dirty jersey? Where are you? In the basement? At oh, I'm, I'm in on? the dirtiest jersey, bro. DJs? <laughs> nah, man. I wish I, I wish I did DJs, bro. But you know what? Today was a, today was a special day. I had to wake up in my childhood house. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Went, went, went spent the holiday over with mom, bro. It's uh, it's it's been a it's been a pleasure to be home during the holiday season. Jersey, winter time, you know, but, but we haven't had much snow yet, if any at all. I have to say, uh, it 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 always felt like something was missing when I lived in Florida, in California. I don't know about you, but like winter time, you know what I'm saying? Back home is a little different. It's different up home. 
Absolutely. Enzo, uh, we've been talking a lot about NXT. You're part of NXT. Do you have a favorite? I, I, I actually invented NXT, bro. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Tom, Tom, do you know what the X stands for in NXT, bro? What? Exactly, man. Nobody does. <laughs> Are you going to tell me? <laughs> why, do, why would I have a... Why would I ever uh, give away my secrets, bro? Never. Trade secrets Never. like the KFC secret recipe. Yeah, bro. Hey, I'm a KFC colonel. You guys know that, right? What, is that, what does that mean? Oh, bro, I've been a KFC colonel. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, I'm, 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 today's my birthday, and I usually get tattoos uh, on this day. And I'm thinking I'm going to get the KFC colonel tatted on me. Mm. You know, <laughs> just like maybe, maybe a bucket of chicken. With the KFC, it just something. Because, I mean, there's it's a gracious opportunity to be the KFC colonel. And I am I am officially a KFC colonel. I've done that. Uh, you know, one of the one of, lucky, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, in wrestling, you get a lot of opportunities out here. Do y'all ever see that Shawn Michaels fucking KFC commercial? I do remember. Tell me you that. saw it. Tell and me Dolph, you saw it. Yeah, and Dolph was Dolph. on one, too. Well, bro, the true story is we were there. Ric Flair was supposed to be that, was supposed to be that colonel. But remember, he had the heart attack. So they needed a quick fix real quick. They didn't know what to do. So they went to Shawn Michaels. They could have just came to Enzo. I, I, I mean, I did a pretty good job, bang-up job as the colonel, I got to say. But uh, I also did Sonic. Well, what do we got over here? Cup of taters? Remember, that was hot. The, the cup of taters, cup of haters, you know what I'm saying? I got Bubba, what were you? You were in a commercial for... Uh... Chef Boyardee. Yeah. <laughs> Chef Boyardee over here, bro. I remember that commercial, bro. Chef Jenny Boyardee. Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers. And I was and I was in a Stacker 2 commercial with Paulie That's Walnuts. It, Stacker 2. Oh, bada bro, boom, I'll tell you right now. Them Paulie two. Walnuts was a prick to me, too. It was me, Trish Stratus, and Paulie Walnuts. And Paulie was all over Trish. And he's like, oh, hey, bet, kid, bro. maybe you should have, maybe don't quit your day job. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I gotta say, Polly Walnuts Stacker Two commercial. Trish Stratus Bubba Ray. <laughs> exactly. I'm pulling it up. You guys are lucky. You're gonna have your, your producers pulling it up for you and whatnot, dude. I'm, I'm definitely looking it up. That's classical stuff, man. Remember all the good stuff you guys used to have back in the day? It was crazy. Is that I didn't know this, right? I remember I was I did one WrestleMania, right? And uh, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but let's just say X Pac talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> I throw him right out of the bus. Xbox and OG, right? Xbox is like, oh, um, when I was in it, one day I was talking to uh, Xbox at Rainbow Room in LA, right? And, that, and to this point, I'm not privy. I'm not privy. I have no idea. But he's like, yo, man, back when I did WrestleMania, there was like 10 corporate sponsors, bro. You did one commercial for one, you got like six figures for a paycheck, you know? I'm like, I didn't realize it. Like, yo, he's like, bro, you know, there's only one corporate sponsor of WrestleMania this year, Snickers. He's like, and they used the word you invented, S-A-W-F-T, on a candy bar, and they made a million of them. He's like, how much did you get paid for that? I'm like, 
wait, what? <laughs> Next thing I know, bro, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man, I got raked over the coals, bro. This guy was getting hair gel money, like 100 grand. That was not even the main corporate sponsor. They had like, he's like, man, I got like Axe Hairspray got me, gave me 100 grand. You got one corporate sponsor at WrestleMania. You're the guy who they use for it. And you got what? 10, 10 12 grand? <laughs> I was like, bro, wait a second. I mean, it's more money than I ever saw in my life. You know what I mean? I, I thought I was yeah. rich, but I didn't know. Damn, dog. It's true. One corporate Tommy, sponsor. But Tommy, did you did you get a chance to do any commercials back, you know, like Attitude Era S time or when you came in? Me? Yeah. No. Yeah, you. Oh, all right. Sorry. I thought maybe you did one. Okay. Said nah. I, I w- said nah. I, I will, I will. I don't think I've told this story, but since you, you brought up the commercial with Snickers and the ridiculous money like X-Pac was talking about, he ain't lying. I remember getting a call from the office one day and they're like, hey, Bubba, we want you and Devon to do this commercial for THQ for the video game. And we'd like to pay you. And I never talk about money, but I'll drop this number because it's just ridiculous. Like, we'd like to pay you 45000 a piece for the commercial. And, bro, I took the phone away from my ear because I thought I heard something wrong. I was like, did she say 4,500 each? I don't th- I think she said 45,000. And I was like, I got back on the phone. The lady's name was Lynn. And I'm like, Lynn, can, can you just go over? Can you say that last sentence again? She's like, sure, Bubba. We'd like to pay you and Devon 45,000 each for the commercial. Will that be okay? And I was like, yeah, bro. sure. That'll be bro. just fine. It was ridiculous back then. Dude, I had no idea Xbox was telling me that, you know, when you, when you, let's just say they made one corporate sponsorship for WrestleMania. Okay. Well, back in the day, it used to be like five sponsors, six sponsors, eight sponsors that had commercials planned on the thing. I didn't realize that at the time that there was only one sponsor of the WrestleMania I was in. And I was supposed to be getting paid ridiculous buku bucks, but obviously the number one job of promoters never let a talent know their worth, right? Welcome to Busted Open. Uh, Tommy asked you a question <laughs> earlier about NXT. Um, like I remember that. Yeah, I was there when I invented that. <laughs> Tommy, what was the question that you asked? Does he have a favorite moment? Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. Um, the, my favorite moment probably in my whole career was, was, was the first night I ever got out there and rocked the microphone, man. Uh, dude, I thought I was getting fired. I had never had a match before. I was backstage. Like I remember I was eating a donut and, and Lord knows the wrestlers I was with would tell you, like I was out to like five or 6 AM the night before thought that, you know, I had no snowballs chance in hell of debuting. Haven't had a match yet. Had to drive from Tampa to Orlando before, uh, you know, NXT was a thing. It was Florida Championship Wrestling, FCW. We had a building out there that Steve Kern ran with Dusty Rhodes. And it was a different time. It was before the performance center was built, right? So you'd have to drive up on Wednesday from Tampa to Orlando to full sale for the NXT tapings. So I'm at this NXT taping. I'll never forget. I got my feet up in the back. I'm eating a donut because I'm ready to get fat. I know I'm not going to have my shirt off today. I know I'm not going to be on TV, dog. I haven't had a match yet. I'm on the brink of getting fired. I'm just I'm just chilling, bro. I'm just backstage extra TV, dog. Can't even believe I have a job in the WWE. 
somebody uh somebody knocks on the door and i hear it and i it's dusty roads Dusty's like anvil he never called me enzo ever he called me enzio anvil i guess he always looked at me and thought i was nunzio right <laughs> he's like you got your gear and i was like fuck uh what like i haven't even worn wrestling gear at this time i got ladies leggings i got one pair of wrestling boots that i just got three days ago i'm like yeah i got my gear i guess he's like yo meet me by the ring i'm sitting by the ring i'm wearing women's spandex leggings i'm like yo man i got a bar story bro like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna tell my homies pull up that one wrestling match i had on youtube bro pull that shit up like like i'm, I'm no way and hell, this one wrestling match is going to evolve into the whole thing. But uh, Cass had not debuted yet. And they come up to me. And I, Cass, at that time, he fucked, He saw me on Barstool Sports. I was going viral. So he knew who I was before I was a pro wrestler. So I got to the WWE. And Cass kind of had my back, you know. And I didn't know shit about wrestling. So you need somebody who's seven foot tall out of your back. <laughs> So uh, I go out there to debut, and John Cena sees it. He just happens to be there that day, dude. Luck of the draw, the day you debut on NXT, John Cena's backstage. And he sees all the boys stand up and clap and applause. And, he, and he, so he, he, he goes to watch. See, all the boys in the locker room, they had been watching me murder fuck promo class for about a year. right? Like, what was that month. word again? What yeah, was that know, word again? I murder fucked it, you know? So I was I was every week undefeated promo class Wednesday, hey, doing Dusty, right? Well, I didn't know at the time, but Dusty was vouching for me in that NXT meeting room saying, give him a microphone. He doesn't need to know how to wrestle. Just kill him. And then Bill DeMott, my coach at the time, was like, he's not ready. And then Dusty Rhodes was like, he's going in the ring against Mason Ryan. I don't care if he's ready or not. He ain't going to have a choice. And I, was, I didn't know. So they throw me out there trying to make Mason Ryan with a promo. And, uh, oh, man, I got, I had, I just, you know, who's just calling my ass? But I'll get done with this in a second. All right. So uh, big country, as I would call it, Braun Strowman, bitch ass. That's right, Braun. I'm coming for that ass. Thinks he's a hot free agent out here on these streets. Certified chief owner, but stud, you can't teach that, okay, Braun? I don't care how big you are, all right? Bottom line, I'm sitting there. I don't know that I'm about to have a wrestling match. I go out there. John Cena's there that day. He sees me go out there on TV, and he asks me to go in the dark segment and cut a promo. Well, I was out there with Damian Sandow, who's the intellectual savior of the masses, supposed to be smart. So I said, hey, man, you're a pretty smart guy. You know how many dimples there are on a golf ball? No, no, I didn't think so. Yeah, there's exactly 169 dimples on a golf ball, Sandow. And there's exactly zero dimples on my hind end. Want to know why? Because I'm hard body. You know what you are, Sandow? You're S-A-W-F-T. John Cena went, what did you call him? And I went, what? Shoof. And then John Cena was like, what did you call him? And I went, shoof. Next thing I know, the whole crowd is saying so. I'm like, yo, intellectual savior, this guy's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Now I'm stuck because I look at myself like, what the fuck can I teach about me? <laughs> and I'm a certified chief and a fortified study. You can't teach that either. I don't know, bro. It was just money. Uh, you know, you just catching lightning in a bottle. I would have never said you can't teach that. The SAWFT soft thing, if it wasn't for Damian Sandow being the character he was, John Cena doing the promo with him. 
that NXT crowd ate that shit up that day because John Cena said it. And John Cena does his cool. Next thing I know, bro, I'm getting booked every weekend in NXT, and I'm getting told I'm getting fired on the same night. And that whole <laughs> that shit went on for about four years until I met you, Bubba. <laughs> I, I mean, did you? Was it really like um, walking on eggshells for you there every night? Did you really go out there and pop oh, the bro, crowd, you, but were completely well, terrified well, when you went back through the curtain? Bubba, you were there when I debuted, bro. Like nobody anticipated it. Nobody thought it was going to happen, and I was pretty confident. But I was like, ah, you know, I think when we go through these, people going to know who we are. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, you know, it, at that time, I didn't know my worth. I didn't know who I was or what I was doing, and thank God I didn't, because if I did, I probably would have gotten fired sooner. <laughs> What what are you what what are you doing these days on a day to day business? I see the promos that you're you're working a lot of indie events, and I love the amount of work and passion you're putting into you know the promos that you're cutting on social media. I saw the stuff that you did with Matt Hardy, the speed bag. Um, wh what do you have coming up, and what's going you know what's going on for now, you business wise? You got a lot of nerve for someone with such a bad sciatica. P.S. If you're gonna make another big return, go to Pakistan and put the kickwear back on the shelf, bro. <laughs> That little P.S. in there, you know is for what? P.S. If you're looking to make another big return, go put the pack some. Bro, that was for P.S. Hayes. I've been a big Hardy Boys fan my whole life. I had that uh, I had that VHS tape with the green part on it. That was for the Team Extreme telling their story when they went to, like, Pack Sun and bought those outfits to make them Team Extreme, man. Uh, I've had a great opportunity to get out there work Ricky Morton, Matt Hardy, and Jerry Lawler, and I lost to all three of them. I can't lie to you people, man. <laughs> nice. nice. That's what the Indies is all about, bro. The Indies is about talking to men, talking to men, and then when I get there, laying the fuck down. <laughs> I don't mind. What, what, uh, what was it, what listen, was it I like? Don't, I don't, I don't yo, think advice. All right, stop talking for a second. What was it like working with Ricky Morton for you? A oh, bucket list shit, dude. The guy hit me with a Canadian destroyer. If, you, if that's not a finish in your match, then I'm sorry, me and you are different. You know what I mean? Don't know what to tell you. If you hit a Canadian destroyer in your match and it doesn't end, that's the big difference between you and me. Let's also <laughs> say that he's 62 years old hitting a Canadian destroyer. Oh, hell yeah. In Philly at the ECW arena, bro. What are we talking about, man? I'm doing bucket list stuff, bro. I wrestled Jerry the King Lawler in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in a casket match. You know, there's and that's that that's saying something, right? When a 71-year-old man trusts you with his life, 65-year-old man trusts you with his life. And then in the same token, you can go out there and have a match against uh, you know, a Casey Navarro young kid out here, uh, you know, kids like Matt Taven that are out here, and then another guy that just entered these streets, Adam Sher, man, the Titan. Fuck Adam Sher. That guy's a bitch. I'm gonna tell you right now, Adam. <laughs> dog and if he doesn't want to admit it he can admit it or not bro i ankle picked the shit out of braun Strowman, okay and that is one of the best shoot stories i got in nxt you talking about good memories imagine braun Strowman's in a ring and nobody wants to wrestle this guy because he's got hands like bricks and, and you know if he throws a punch at your face and it connects lord knows you can die well i'm his i'm his dummy in in, in, in the performance center like enzo's you take enzo put him in a ring with braun teach him how to throw a punch like bro what so i uh, remember well enzo hang on uh i had the dubious pleasure of having a singles match on raw with braun Strowman 
when I was not under contract with WWE <laughs> on television. And they after, must really trust you, bro. After the match, he tells me that's like his fifth match ever. And yeah. I was like, and they put you in the ring with me? Man, I got to tell you, I just saw that big guy uh, a week ago. It was good. Uh, it was good to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. But, um, you know, it was just literally like a conversation where, I, you know, me and him are talking. And we say to ourselves, like, hey, why don't we just start our own promotion? You know, it's like, hey, man, I want to wrestle you in the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. I'm going to find a way to whoop your ass and start talking shit, talking, man. I think NEW, Mike Lombardi's got me in Connecticut, Danbury. I think I'm coming to the Mid-Hudson Civic Center coming up soon. I got music coming out, which is the most important thing in my life. You don't waste time, right? So two years, you don't hear from me. And I'm like the tongue of this generation. I, I, I've got this whole stick down where I do this thing where I talk shit. And I haven't talked shit for like two years out in public. So if I do talk, trust that it's for good reason and that I'm going to try to light up some business. You know, there's a lot of people in this business that don't know how to make money. Guys like, you know, Tom Matanga. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, <laughs> hey, bro, I'll leave you high and dry right there, man. Enjoy that. Enjoy that. You know, I was in the ring with Braun Strowman when he was learning how to wrestle. And this guy's in the ring and he's listening to me. And I'm like, hey, bro, sell, man. Like, just stand there. Look like the man, bro. And I'm just laying on the ground in the ring trying to make it look like he killed me. But he trusts me. You know what I'm saying? Braun at the time trusts me. So as I'm telling him what to do, I just ankle pick his six foot eight ass, dude, and bring him down to the ground, right? Fucking, he tried to stop me, but he couldn't. I take Braun down, he goes down like a tree. He tries to chase me out of the performance center, bro. Bill DeMott was the head coach. Bill let me leave. I ran out before I ankle picked Braun Strowman, ran out, got in my car and left, dude. I didn't even come back to work that day. Enzo, Enzo, check this out. Tommy, do you remember when we worked the Christmas show at the Garden? It was me, you, Devon, I think Rhino versus yes. the Wyatt family. Yes. So Enzo, uh, front front end of the match, Braun picks me up and he body slams me. And I don't nobody manhandles me in the ring. Nobody. I've only been manhandled by three people: Bam Bam Bigelow, Ron Simmons, and Braun Strowman. He picked me up. <laughs> Like my name was Spike Dudley, not Bubba Ray Dudley. He yeah. slammed me so hard, I thought I shit out a kidney. Oh, I legitimately, so I legitimately wrong, thought a organ shot out of my ass. I crawled <laughs> to the corner. I tagged out. Match was over. Got in the back. I, t I like. I basically went over to him and I grabbed him by the ear and I said, "Get over here! Don't you ever fucking slam me that hard again!" And you know, and Braun is so cool and he and he's always gotten. He's like, oh, "Bob, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." I'm like, "Dude, yeah, like you, you ruptured my insides." That man does not realize how strong he is. Oh, bro, that guy, like, dude, just. Feeling his forearm when he's doing like man shit, right? Like, let's just say he's he's picking up Enzo off the ground in the ring. He has no idea how fucking strong he is, bro. Like, dude, you gotta give him the Iggy like the second he touches you when he's when he's first getting it. Now I'm sure he's way more cognizant of how he moves in the ring. And, you know, he's been in there with some of the greats of all time. He's wrestled Brock. He's you know what I mean? Like, give me a break. He's been in there with you. But I remember when that motherfucker was first learning how to do this shit. They put him in there with me. And uh, he owes me one for that. I'll tell you, bro. <laughs> to this day, he owes me one. Enzo, let me tell you something. Um, and this ain't because your birthday. Um, I have watched a few of your recent matches. And you were always a guy who everyone said can talk the talk, but you couldn't walk the walk. 
but I have watched your matches and you have beyond the shadow of a doubt improved your in-ring and to the point where I've made pitches for you in other places because <laughs> I was just like, he's really good in the ring now. He, uh, Brother, here's, here's the truth of the matter. When you fucking first get thrown into the fire and you're out there with John Cena and whoever, whether you've done this before or not, you don't have a choice but to sink or swim. Like, you're in WWE, bro. You're getting in the ring with AJ Styles, with John Cena, with fucking Bubba Ray, with the Hardy Boys. If you don't belong, you're not there. That's how it goes. You're not there. I played Enzo Amore to my detriment. Ask Bubba. I ran around backwards. I didn't do anything when I got in the ring. I built the hot tank to a point where I didn't hit an offensive move because I'm not going to blow my tag team partner's comeback. And that was the hottest hot tag in wrestling for a reason because all Enzo did was get his ass kicked and then tag the other guy. I didn't do any moves. I didn't care what the marks were saying. I didn't adhere or cater to the 10% audience that thought I couldn't wrestle. It's like, bro, go back and look at the tapes, assholes. I'm a thousand yard running back in high school, slamming Victor Cruz on his head, going viral on Barstool Sports before I was a fucking pro wrestler. Guys, what the fuck are we talking about? I played college football. I know a lot of guys who you throw a basketball and you'll see who's a real athlete, dog. You know what I mean? You'll see who a real athlete is. Put a basketball in my hand, I'll cross you up and I'll probably dunk that bitch, dog. The truth is that I did not fucking wrestle for a reason because I did not give a shit what people said. It's like, dude, you think you can do this better than me? Then do it. Uh, I'm the one out here with a fucking microphone on TV right now, not you. So clearly, you know, that 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 thinning the herd process has already happened and I'm doing all right over here, bro. You know, so what I, I want to say, never, again, you really wrestling. have improved your in-ring from what I've seen on smaller venues which proves to me why you do love it. Oh, I mean, I love I loved pro wrestling. The unfortunate part about pro wrestling for Enzo is that all the pro wrestling I did was never on TV. It was at the live events. Uh, I got the pleasure of being in the ring with some of the best, man. Dash and Dawson, the matches I had with these guys, bro. The things that they wanted to do out there that I at that time I didn't even know I was capable of. I was finding out. Um, man. You know, nowadays, dude, I call matches on the fly and on the indies. I get in there and I just fucking call it. I, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I have my opponent in the ring waiting for me. He doesn't even know that it's me. I just worked a guy last week here in New Jersey that was in the ring that didn't know I was coming to the curtain. And when I came to the curtain, he was as surprised as any of the fans. I told my opponent, look, I told the promoter, I don't want to talk to my opponent before I get to the show because he's going to want to talk to me backstage before the match. And I ain't wasting my fucking time. I know who I am and I know what I do. So I'll see you out in the fucking ring, bro. I don't need to do this shit. I can sing and dance. But the wrestling part, the wrestling part. I just had a match that debuts today for MLW, apparently. Bro, I can't even lie to you, man. I was fucking hungover. But I went out there and had a match with Matt Cross, bro. Sweat some demons out in Philly, right? I don't know what it is. Something about pro wrestling, man. But, uh. All right. I went out right. there and sweat the demons out like you guys did in that ECW arena, I'll tell you. We're done. And on that, we're out of here. Enzo, happy birthday. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Lots of laughs. I'm, laughs. I'm sure the nation loved it. So just to show you how much I love you, I don't do this for many people, but I'm going to do it for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Enzo. 
Happy birthday to you. I'm sure I had That's some it, of the nation singing along with you, bro. Thank you guys for always showing me love. Flight Nation Pro Wrestling changed my life, guys. Thank you, Pro Wrestling. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Neri Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Hey guys, Conan O'Brien here to tell you about some of the stranger things we've been doing recently on my podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Recently, we had an episode where I uh, sat down with some of the writers that I worked with on Conan O'Brien Must Go. That's my uh, travel show on Max. And we talked about everything that goes into those shows uh, and a lot of very insane anecdotes from our travels and adventures. There's another episode you might want to check out where I discuss with my physician, Dr. Arroyo, about my experience on Hot Ones. We talk about my near-death experience and his uh, complete inability to help me because he may or may not be a real doctor. That's just some of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, and if you feel up to it, check it out. So catch up on all things I've been up to on Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.